I don't know, Tom. 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 What a song choice, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my jam. Return of the Mac. Wow. <laughs> they used to call my granddad Mac. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You said that was your granddad. They just called him that or like a nickname? This is um last name, Marion Mac. Oh, okay. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he must have had a profound impact on you if that's the first um, thing you think of. Yeah. Like... He was a steel worker. He's a, the overall like one of those cool old black men. He's one of them. He's one of them. Super cool, hard worker. <laughs> you don't recognize. Uh, you don't. Um, you don't relate to what the song's premise is though at all. <laughs> Not really, honestly. Okay, okay. Not really, like as far okay. as the, the subject matter. Nah. nah. Okay. So just the name that yeah. rings off to you. Okay. That's dope. Who sings? I forgot who sings it. It's been sampled so much. Yeah. An original super, super long. Yeah, dude. You have to cut this. This is like eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Dope song. Oh, man. This cracks me up because... Like, people always say, like, they don't make music like this anymore. And in some ways, you're not, I wouldn't say you're not allowed, because I don't believe in allow and all of that. I think it's like, it, that vulnerability isn't, like, maybe, expo- it's like mo- too much exposure for people now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, this is him talking about getting played. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's a lot yeah. of these, well, they, I, they talked about it differently back then. Yeah. But, um... I don't know, I guess that era of music, it was about expressing yourself. Yeah. I mean, but nowadays, it's not really, because, I mean, shit, a lot of people ain't even themselves. Yeah. They, uh, fake image. Takashi made a whole career off of it. Mm-hmm. Said Takashi? Made yeah. a whole career off of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that, like, current, um, like, the current culture or climate for, like, artists and entertainers and... And anyone looking to kind of like put a, make a name for themselves and put themselves out there, it does seem like really maybe exploitive in a, to a degree. Yeah. And I feel like that's that was something that I was adamant whenever I created this platform that I didn't want it to be. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be a place of, not to say it couldn't be controversial. I mean, who knows what people may talk about, mm-hmm. but I didn't want it to feel like this is like looking for a gotcha or looking yeah. to like expose somebody or make fun of or ridicule anybody. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say they're about uplifting, but I think what I would aspire for is more about understanding, you know. Mm. I'll let the other audience, other people uplift people, but mm. I think here is a place where I would like for people to be at least understood. And, and in some degree, so, you know, I guess celebrated is kind of like what the word is. I dig it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you haven't already, dece- or if you haven't already um, realized who I have with me here, 
uh, for another episode of the I Don't Know Tom's podcast. Um, I'm here with the artist, um, somebody that I've known for a long, long time. And I, I won't even call you an artist. I'm a, I might take that out because I'll let you self-define, you know, who you are. But he's someone that I've known for a while. Um, and it's kind of like seeing him like really take something that he's found passion or pride in uh, by storm and really make a name for himself. So I invited him here to talk a little bit about himself and he agrees. So thank you for taking the time. I got Q Perry here with me today. Clap hey, it up. Hey, thank hey. you. Thank you. What's going on? <laughs> Thanks Q for coming through, man. I appreciate you. How you doing? Uh, today? No Pretty good. Um, Today's a, it's been a hectic week, but I mean, hectic is good. It's a good problem to have. Okay. Okay. So you opened up um, talking about, uh, or we opened up discussing the return of the Max song. Uh, we might have got a little sidetracked mm -hmm. with some other conversation about, you know, the current climate of entertainment and all of that. But uh, you mentioned that that song had a lot of meaning for you because of your granddad, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, what what did he mean to you? Um, He was, I mean, we, we, we weren't, it was the imagery that was really, really important to me. You know, that image of a strong black man coming home after a long, hard day, like mm -hmm. that old black man sitting on the porch. Mm -hmm that's what the imagery was just powerful to me and um honestly i don't see a lot of that today like i don't mm -hmm. can't remember the last time i just seen a cool old ass black man yeah so when you say like strong cool you know that imagery like uh paint the scene for me like what are you like invoking like i know what i think mm -hmm. about in my mind but you know this is about you so what yeah. is it that you're seeing i mean those like the in my mind the the, the you turn into a dictionary and, mm -hmm. and see you know, I like you. You want that image of 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 the black man that's gonna f provide and protect mm -hmm. and fix everything. He knew how to fix everything. Mm -hmm. He was like the North Side's handyman, mm -hmm. he was a steel worker, like the old um, the old dirty hands, mm -hmm. get your hands dirty type of guy, mm -hmm. and uh, like very very masculine, but not overtly masculine mm -hmm. and. He was just a cool old guy. Like, like in my mind, that was like the definition of manhood. Like, that was hard. Yeah. So, from what it, it sounds like, I'm hearing you say is that this image is like this, this, uh, this man who is able to not only do a lot and provide a lot, but doesn't isn't necessarily flashy. It's not like at more all. about the 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 work, getting in the mud, doing the work, mm -hmm. and then also in some degree like stoic. Like you can see the power there, 100%. but. You, you, he's not like demanding the attention. Hundred percent. Like yeah. he owned a bunch of property on the north side. Nobody knew about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a lot of like those old sayings. My parents even say today, like you know what your granddad used to say. Yeah. And I'm like, dang. But as yeah. I got older, I learned to appreciate more and understood what they were saying. Yeah. So in terms of like you know the first question I usually ask my guests and you know because I don't want to um, get away from talking about mm -hmm. you. Uh, is who are you? Um, and, and when I think about, you know, who you are, one of the things that it comes to mind is that you're an artist. Um, but it sounds like you have this imagery, this, uh, this role model of your grandfather as a part of, you know, what makes you, or at least what makes up what you admire. Um, who, how would you answer that question? And maybe continue to talk about your yeah, grandfather um, in that way if it makes sense. I, I like to say I'm just a big kid with a crayon. Okay. Like, a big part of me. Anybody that knows me knows I'm playful. I I may seem like I don't take a lot serious, yeah. but I do. Okay. But at the core, yeah, those those values instilled by my granddad are definitely there. But at the core, I'm just honestly a big kid with a crayon, just having fun painting my life how I want to okay. paint it and just creating how I want my life to go. 
All right, so big kid with a crayon. I, I get the, I get the uh, symbolism there. Um, mm. Those also don't sound like the qualities that you brought up with your grandfather, though, right? Like it may be the doer pieces, right? Mm. Because you're creating. But like, if you're like the playful kid, that sounds almost like opposite or tangential to the stoic, uh, uh, quiet type. Oh yeah, I can add to that. So okay. that hundred percent comes from my dad. Okay. Like in my mom and dad's relationship, mm-hmm. my dad was always playing. Okay. He was goofy, okay. the fun one, the fun loving one. My mom, my my grandfather was uh, my mom's dad. Yeah. So on her side, she's very stern, and I call her the general. My mom's are very, very no nonsense, but my dad, on the other hand, mm-hmm. he was the one always lighting, lighting up the room, having fun, and you know, yeah. so I get a little bit of my mom and dad. Why do you? I definitely can resonate with like taking these characteristics of our parents. One of the questions I ask later on is basically about mm-hmm. that. But why do you think you resonated so much with those qualities? Like you, those are the things that came to mind when you mm-hmm. actually explain yourself. Why those things? Um, that's where I come from. Um, mm-hmm. like that's what I think about of, of, you know, who I am, I'm literally my parents' child. So okay. I think about what qualities do I possess that they both have. And mm-hmm. there are in my, in my big age now, mm-hmm. I do some things that like, man, I sound just like my mom. Yeah. Or I, I do something. I'm like, man, my dad would do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, at my age now I can start to notice these qualities. I'm like, damn, my dad acts just like that. Yeah. So, I, and I agree with that, right? But I guess what I'm asking, I'm going to mm-hmm. push you a little bit on this, okay, only okay. because I'm, I'm curious to, to understand, out of all of the things that you could have thought or you could have said, you've taken away from your parents, right? Because mm-hmm. our parents are many things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we think that we're able to kind of take, like, define who they are, but in a lot of ways, they were who they were before we got here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what? why do you think it's those, like, the playful qualities? Why do you think out of all the all the data points in the world you could have taken away why those things um i i think it's it's the are strong points that yin and yang i feel mm-hmm. like to me i think that's you know some of their best qualities no i mean why for you oh like why do you think out of all of that stuff that's the stuff that stuck with you because anything you could have said you could have been more like your grandfather mm-hmm. and said strong you know but it's like you said i'm a big kid with a crayon mm-hmm. like why why does that resonate with you so much um I guess is what I noticed the most. Maybe okay. in a year or two, I'll notice something else. <laughs> yeah. Because there are times where I'm like, damn, I played too fucking much. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you like to, like, what, is, what does play bring, mean to you, though? That idea of play. Like, what, it sounds like it brings you. Yeah, it's enjoying life. Ultimately, it's just me saying I, I try my best to enjoy mm-hmm. life as much as I can without, um, I guess, without just, without messing it up or, mm-hmm. like, you know, I play enough until it's time to not to play. Like, okay. I take things serious to a point, but okay. I want to enjoy life a lot because I've, I even talked to my friends about this. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of death, like a lot of death. Mm. And I'm like, more than I personally think I should, but mm-hmm. I don't think about it like other people should, or, or I don't feel like I have a lot of traumas. But I'm just like, I've seen a, like a lot of death. I've been close to it a lot, and I'm like, you only get one life, so I want to try my best to do as much as I can while I can. Cause there's a whole lot of people I grew up with, came up with, know that ain't that ain't here no more. So, like I think that we like the things that we bring up whenever people ask us, you know, more open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like our mind pulling important data points, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting that you you look at life as like someone maybe who's enjoying it to the most, right, or mm-hmm. at least trying to. 
um, recognizing that maybe there's some inherent responsibility there mm-hmm. too. So it's not like you're, you know, maybe shirking response, all of that. But it also resonates with it because it's, it's like you're that juxtapose that to exactly what you said, the yin and the yang of maybe that's compensated for all the death you've seen. You ever yeah. have you ever thought about that and in, encounter in, in, in those two things? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I feel like I said I feel like I'm like it's like just there's there's I look at the people that passed away and I wonder like you know did they really or they they live to live up to their potential? Mm-hmm. because there's some things I've done I know they haven't and I'm just like if I die right now I'll be pissed because mm. I want to do X Y and Z so I'm yeah. like. I'm trying to do it all, enjoy it all to to the maximum until somebody tells me to stop. Okay. So, I mean, and this probably feeds, my next question kind of feeds into uh, maybe that more naturally, so I won't hold off on it, is mm-hmm. what do you think brings you joy? You may have already mentioned it, but if you had to answer that question. um, Creating, creativity, whatever form that may come in. Okay. Just creating stuff that ain't, you know, wasn't there before. That's kind of mm-hmm. fun, whether it's relationships, food uh you know mm. whether it's myself or even somebody else that comes mm-hmm. in a room and brightens up the room they created a good energy mm-hmm. you know creating something new out of thin air is, is pretty pretty fucking dope to me yeah i think that's super powerful i think you know and i like i really appreciate the way you described you what brings you joy because you made it very fundamental you didn't mm-hmm. box it into a particular mm-hmm. category um, which is also why i've been trying to be cautious of boxing you into just calling mm-hmm. you an artist because i think that whatever you you're meant to do your purpose you can infuse it into anything right Very for true. me that stories i love listening to stories for mm. you it sounds like that's creating why do you think creating is the thing that resonates with you so much what is it about creating i don't know um it even since i was young it's something always i don't know tom Paul, yeah right. I, don't, I don't know tom <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. i don't know man <laughs> no it's, it's something that always resonated with me growing like even growing up i used to always not even just doodle legos creating stuff uh yeah. even just like climbing up trees jumping off or f- like just learning and creating stuff i used to, i used to take gymnastics mm-hmm. i used to try to come up with new type of flips mm-hmm. But uh, it was just always something cool. Like, mm. you do something that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. That's always been cool to me. That's that's crazy. I wonder, um, have you ever made that connection to your grandfather in that way? Because um, that's one of mm-hmm. the things you brought up, too. You said he was a doer. He, you know, kind of mended and fixed things, held mm-hmm. things together. See, in some ways, it's like you're an extension of that. Now it's like now yeah, the foundation is creating more on. I, n- I never connected the two, but pos- possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just... I don't know, I kind of look at him as like, I don't know, like, like the old father, like mm-hmm. he, he taught me how to change a tire when I was like six, mm-hmm. but uh, not really. Like, I didn't see him as a creative type, mm-hmm. but it was like, I don't know, like the old blueprint. And that's how mm-hmm. I look at him as. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I think that the term, uh, like being creative, it, it sometimes gets, uh, it, it gets boxed into like people who are maybe more visually artistic mm-hmm. like yourself. Um, but I think that when we really look at what creativity is, it's exactly what you said is mm-hmm. creating something that hasn't been there before. Right. And yep. I think the ultimate expression of creativity is figuring out like your uniqueness, right? Like, yeah. what do you think it is about creativity that you uniquely bring to that space? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm always looking for something new or mm-hmm. something, um, or trying to create something new, a new energy, or or a mm-hmm. new imagery, new recipe, new new something like mm-hmm. it's it's 
you know, it's time to be different. Once something mm. gets stale, it's just like, mm. and I just feel like, you know, that could make everyday life to me worth living. Like, it's a new day. Let's yeah. do some new shit. Yeah. So, um, like, when you say, all right, so tell me what do you think you're, like, the, what is your style, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you had to define, like, if someone was looking at something you created and they were able to say, okay, Q, that's Q style, outside of just your signature alone, like. Okay. Um, I use a lot of textures a lot. Okay. I use a ton of textures. That's personally my favorite, what I use a lot and stuff. If I have an opportunity to incorporate textures into whether it's various brush strokes or different mediums, I try to do that a lot. But, you know, every painting doesn't call for it, mm-hmm. so I don't try to force it in there. But mm-hmm. colorful and texture, mm-hmm. that's why I try to incorporate in everything. I rarely do anything, I guess you can say dull, mm-hmm. because even, like, my black and white paintings, they're pretty textured. Yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, I think that the, the, that's the real signature of an artist is being able to look, or anyone who looks to create is like, how is what you're bringing to this space? Like, you know, what is the style? What is the, the mark of it? And have you ever thought about why like textures and color are the two like mm-hmm. things that you use the most? I mean, cause I would imagine mm-hmm. you use that in cooking or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's something you can feel, you know, <laughs> no one likes bland food, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's, some people do though. There has to be some people that like bland food. I, I can't think of one person that enjoys bland. I food. I guarantee you there is though. I mean, even I'll find them. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm trying to think. Um, it's 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 you know it's a feeling. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like if you look at a painting, you don't feel nothing. It's not a good mm-hmm. painting. Whether it makes you think, make it makes you angry, makes you happy or sad, feel something, makes you laugh. Yeah. You got to feel something, and I yeah. feel like that's where that's or that's what I try to hit on the head every painting. That's what I'm, that's what's curious, that's what I'm curious of is that, like, when you say you have to feel something, like, that's almost like you saying that's the way you feel the world, is yeah. through color and texture. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about it like that, but 100%, you, if you go through a day and you don't feel nothing, I feel like that was kind of a wasted day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's happiness, sadness, every day is on my schedule, I have to laugh once, mm-hmm. um, I got to create something small or large, mm. whether it's planting a seed, uh, whether it's shit, me cutting myself or mm-hmm. I got to feel something mm. um, or create something and uh, or doodle or even write a joke out, spray paint. Mm-hmm. I got to create something small or large or even make somebody else laugh. Yeah. So there's almost a cadence to that, like because when I think of texture it's that it's that distance or the 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 height or mm-hmm. whatever it is right up and down the mm-hmm. whatever and um it's almost like that's what you're describing is the cadence of your day like you need to do those things to feel like you yeah. have this like equilibrium with the world yeah if i don't there i mean there are days where i, I kind of miss the mark and I'm like i fuck i ain't do shit today yeah and i don't like and it feels days. flat yeah so it's not texturous at all yeah it, i need to do something well, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody describe life in terms of like needing it to be, and maybe I'm defining it for you mm-hmm. in this way, but it feels like you're saying like you live in this textureous way, like yeah, and like the, but it also to your point of being playful is like bright as well, mm-hmm. you know, to the coloring point, right? Like it's not just you know this dull texturous mm-hmm. thing; it's this kind of like in your face, you know. Yeah, it's I call it visual caffeine. I try mm-hmm. to create, and um, well, that's that sounds exactly like what that is. Yeah. It like a lot of a lot of my pieces or or. A lot of the collectors, I they they brought it up. I did these are things I didn't realize till mm-hmm. they brought it to my attention. Like, you know, your paintings are usually kind of bright and colorful. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know until they brought it to my attention. Yeah. 
I think that's the beauty of the self-discovery and like asking ourselves these type of questions is because oftentimes a lot of things aren't revealed to us until we are exposed to them or somebody mm-hmm. else tells us. That's why most people would go to therapy is because you have somebody sitting across from you listening to you provide all the data and mm-hmm. saying, have you ever thought about this and this, right? And like what I'm thinking a lot about is like how it feels like the way that you're looking to navigate the world is in, in creative, artistic or whatever. It's like, it's more of just, I have to express myself. Like I have to, I have to be expressive. I have to, and it, it, it feels like I need to express it in this way, but nevertheless, I need to express. Where does that come from? Um, if that's true, I don't want to know. I hundred percent. Me and my girlfriend just had this conversation. Yeah. Well, not just like a week ago though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just who I am. I, I feel like I've always been like that. And there's been moments where I've felt not okay to express myself, but, mm-hmm. or I have to dial it back a bit. And I've had those conversations with people like you chill. Yeah. Dial it back. Yeah. But it, it's definitely, uh, something I've had to navigate, but something I always felt like yeah. I gotta, it, it's, you know, you ever wonder where yourself. that comes from? I just attribute it to that's that's just who I am. I can't mm-hmm. pinpoint it. That's that's funny because I, I would I think a lot of people would be comfortable with that answer, right? And I if you are, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push you beyond that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's something to be said about where like everything comes from somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like usually where we get to that I don't know place. It's like all right, what questions can I ask myself to get mm-hmm. to that? Right, like. If I were to ask you, like, what were some of the first moments you were expressive? Like, or you felt the need to be expressive? Do you know what those are? Um, Your I earliest say, memories. I th- honestly, I could always remember myself being some. Well, I used to be a quiet kid. Okay. Like in elementary school, and I feel like, like that got me nowhere. Like okay. it just got you nowhere doing what? Like anything. Okay. Like I, you know. What were you looking for? I mean, teachers didn't know who you were. Mm. Uh, if you ask somebody for something and then you're quiet about it, it was just like, this doesn't work. And then people don't know who you are. You don't, nothing gets done when no one knows who you are. Nothing mm-hmm. gets done when you don't open your mouth. Mm-hmm. And another thing my granddad used to always say, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Mm-hmm. And um, and also to, I've, I've seen what happens to people that don't express themselves. They don't mm-hmm. get what they want. And it's just something I've noticed over the years since I was little. Like, if you don't speak up or you don't express what you want, mm-hmm. why, why didn't you say that? Then it's not nothing's going to get done mm-hmm. or nothing's going to get accomplished. Yeah. So when you talk about that, like when you talk about your earliest memories, recognizing that, like, what was the first way that you chose to be expressive Um. when you started to make that change? Honestly, like it, they're weird instances. That's fine. Um, Weirder the better. Like I remember growing up, and I used to. Well, me. It was rare we actually went, but when we did go, like, let's say McDonald's messes up your order and you, mm-hmm. you don't say nothing. Yeah. And I've been in the car with like other adults, and when we stopped at McDonald's with you know with their kids for dinner, and they would mm-hmm. mess up an order, and they wouldn't say nothing. But when I'm in the car with my mom and they mess up the order, we going right back around. Yeah. And she going to say something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I'm just learning how this works. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was little, uh, my sister, my older sister used to always say, don't wear that, wear this. Mm-hmm. The girls won't like you if you wear that. Mm-hmm. And I started to, starting to put pieces together. And I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I see how this works. That's crazy. That's so interesting. It sounds like 
in, in when you were young, the way that you were recognizing that you needed to be seen mm -hmm. is through these images of what you saw, like as the most kind of like powerful and effective ways to get things done. Mm -hmm. Like your, your sister gave you, it sounds like in some ways, like a style that could put you in the faces of the people, mm -hmm. whatever your goal was at that time. And your mom gave you a way of like navigating the world yep. and figuring out like, this is what I'm going to do if this happens or if I'm, if I don't get what I want type of thing. Yeah. And, and it, I just, it, it was just a pattern. I noticed to with anybody successful, mm -hmm. they spoke up about something, mm -hmm. you know, and they weren't passive, if you will. Mm -hmm. So what do you think it is that maybe in your expression in using textures and colors and, to express yourself, what is it that you're trying to say? Um, or what is it that you're maybe speaking up about? I mean, I, I, so personally, I, it's, it's in my artist statement. I want to talk to that, that, that fun or that expressive or that little kid and everybody. Okay. Like I want, I want to awaken that in everybody. I want people to, 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 to move or, or, or to say something mm -hmm. or to see so you feel something like, mm -hmm. So, I why, to, why do you think that is? I just think that's the way to live. You okay. should you should live like, you know, you should express yourself. You should have fun. I yeah. feel like a life without fun is you might as well just die. Like, <laughs> and I'm trying to I'm trying to be far away yeah. from that as possible because I've been around death a lot. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I want to, you know, like that feeling you get when you learn how to swim or you learn how to ride a bike. That feeling you get when, you know. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a daily rebirth. Yeah, that euphoria. I, I think that um, I, I'm listening to you, and it's so interesting to me because I think a lot of what you're saying in terms of, like, how you think people should live and, like, what you think people should do, I think there's obvious validity to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not here yeah. to refute that or judge it. Mm -hmm. I think what's also in some ways in, the interesting, I'll get to the point, is that it's almost like if everybody lived like that, you could ultimately be w exactly what you want to be. Like you would be at your most, like you would be creating the world where you could be your most free self. Yeah. If everybody else was living that freely. And 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 to me, in a perfect world, that that would be a perfect world. Like yeah. Everybody, but to some degree, you know, people don't express themselves. They don't enjoy life. I know plenty of people mm -hmm. who go to work and hate their job every day, or their family, or their spouse, or or whatever it may be. And mm -hmm. and I that's not a. That's not a dope world to me. Yeah, I I, I um I offer people the, the 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 gift of understanding in those capacities because I think that in some ways we're only seeing snapshots mm -hmm. of people's lives. But what I do think is is most telling about what the world you're describing is that the symmetry that it has with who you ultimately are reflected, right? And I think mm -hmm. that if anyone was trying to understand you. And, and what you value, I think that it definitely comes across not only in your art, but what what you say is important to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that it, it's almost like that you're searching for that freedom where how can I just how can I utilize or navigate this world to be my most expressive self? It, it, at least that's what it sounds like. I mean, yeah, it's honestly, it, it took me a while to arrive here mm -hmm. because, like I said, I wasn't always here or had the mindset of you know, wanting to express myself or, or like, or it could be a career choice or been comfortable enough to express, you know, these thoughts, but it, it took a while, but you mm -hmm. know, in my big age, I learned a lot. Well, you made the shift to take a career. It sounds like you made mm -hmm. a career shift that 
maybe other people wouldn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for all of the, the reasons why, like it may not be guaranteed, you mm -hmm. know, and all of that. What was the risk or what, the, what was the, the goal in making that move? Um, <laughs> it, it, ultimately, uh, the goal was to be a full-time artist. Okay. Ultimately, it was a goal. I didn't know. I didn't have a date, though. Mm -hmm. And when I was in education, it, it was, I just feel like the universe pushed me mm -hmm. to that point. It wasn't planned, but it worked out. <laughs> okay. When you say it wasn't planned, what do you mean? Oh, man. Oh, shit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I used to work for a university that I will not name. Okay, that's fine. And it's not about exposure. I was there for like four years, four mm -hmm. years, and they got a new director, me and the director, but but we butted heads a lot. Like, it mm -hmm. was like I really could have took them to court for a lot. Yeah. And I was ultimately it was just like i'm making more money from art than i am from education mm -hmm. i'd make like 800 dollars on my lunch break mm -hmm. and go back to work like why the fuck am i here yeah and enough days of that i was just over it and then we got the new director and then she was on some it really felt really racial or mm -hmm. she just didn't like men or both yeah because there wasn't there's not a lot of men in education mm -hmm. so like there were many meetings with HR. There was a, a, a two, two or three cases opened up on her. And mm -hmm. long story short, they gave me an ultimatum. Like, oh, I did. I said, you know, y'all get rid of her, or I'm leaving. And mm -hmm. they was like, well, you could go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna. It's a good time for me to try this full time artist thing out. Yeah. But it worked out. But what's crazy is after I left, two weeks later they fired her. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going. Yeah. What do you think about that? They're like, what were you, where were you? What was your? What were your thoughts in that moment? I just let the universe handle it. I just said, you know what? I'm doing good, and if I give myself 40 hours instead of them, I'd be alright. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, it's a messed up university. It's a messed up situation, but it just felt like the right move. Honestly, mm -hmm. it felt like if that wouldn't happen, I probably wouldn't have took the leap. Mm -hmm. And I just, in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just trust the process. I'm here now, and let's get let's get busy. I could, mm -hmm. I proved to myself I could make money doing it. Let's mm -hmm. see, I, let's see, how I could run it up. Yeah, and that's how I went. Yeah, and you're you've been here ever since. Yeah, I've I've been. I tried to get a job. I worked at Amazon for like two weeks, mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. I don't okay. like having a boss. Yeah, uh, I quit on. It wasn't messed up, but yeah. it was right before. Uh, was it Cyber Monday? Um, I was I was there for about a week and a half. Cyber Monday came. Uh, they okay. filled up my van, and I said, <laughs> "Oh no!" I literally <laughs> drove to my car. Yeah. Parked it back, or I drove to my car because the, the lot where you pick up the packages and where you, the employees park, two different lots. Yeah. They loaded up my van six a.m. I was at my car at about six thirty. <laughs> I called them and said, "Thank you for the opportunity. This ain't gonna work." Yeah, they filled that van up, and I said, "This is not happening." Today. That is crazy, man. What, like, what, what, what do you think it was, though? What me leaving Amazon? Yeah, or them, just them in damn general, packages. That, I mean, I knew it was. The, I know the packages, but what I'm saying is, like, in a, another you might have just delivered the packages. Nah. But like, what, why do you think, like, you like, what was it about you that made it, or what was it in that moment like, that made it easier to walk? That gate, that was like the final straw. Like, I'm, I can't. It's like the first week was easy. The routes were short. I was done like 1 p.m. every day. Exactly. Then you get hit with Cyber Monday, 
it just felt like work. Okay. And I'm like, I paint this. Yeah. This, I like to I like to enjoy working. Mm-hmm. I don't like labor, and I'm like y'all tripping. And then just the language the boss was or the whoever that was assigning the routes, mm-hmm. they were like, man, you got to do this, you got to hit that. And in my my mind, I was I was full time for about a year, a year and a half. Yeah. And then I said, you know what, I need some extra money. Let me get a part time job. Yeah. I did Amazon for a week and a half. I just didn't like the language. Like, I got to do what? Yeah. I got to go where? I got to yeah. be back when? I'm like, I ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. And, and, and like, the checks, it was like $800, $700. Mm. I'm like, I've made that on a painting. Yeah. I'm going to paint every day because fuck this. Yeah. Because, nah, that's not happening. That's real, yo. I think that's so fascinating because it, when you look back and, and when you look back on your story and you look back on your life, it's almost as like, it's a it's a, it's a great story because you got to a point where they almost lured you in, mm-hmm. like they gave you a little. It sounds like they were you were able to be creative to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. You said you were done by one. There was comfort there. Yeah, it was cool. I, was like, I could do this. And then you said the words out of your mouth where it sounded like it made it feel like work, and it wasn't so yeah. much the actual function change. The the barrier started to close in. Yeah, you know the can't like you were able to navigate a world before where you're able to still do what you want and you felt mm-hmm. like you had some autonomy and then that was being stripped away in some way yeah. and you couldn't deal with it. I'm though. like, nah. You didn't want to deal with that. New. Yeah. Hours are getting longer. And then you were like, I feel for any Amazon worker, no shade mm-hmm. to them, but they don't get paid enough because yeah. they don't, if if you get bit by a dog, you get, you slip and fall on somebody's road or uh, steps that they didn't ice, you don't get paid for that. Yeah. Like there's no bathroom breaks. They tell you to piss in a bottle. Like oh, that's Amazon, improve you, improve or pay more or do something. Mm-hmm. I'm like that ain't for me. Nah. Like nah. That, I, nah well, I don't do that. I, I definitely. I mean, I haven't worked that job, but I mean, there's enough information out there that people have talked about. Like the wages need to change for Amazon overall. They asked too. Like I've been in situations where like there's literally a dog. Mm-hmm. Barking at you, and you still got to. That's that's wild. I think what's crazy to me though is that, like, and this isn't letting Amazon off the hook for sure, but yeah. it's more so saying that any system that would have created that dynamic for you, where they were taking away your autonomy, the the result would have been the same. Yeah, and and it was messed up. It was, I think, it was right before like the whole COVID thing happened, and. Like they weren't letting people get off, and people were getting sick. It was crazy. It mm-hmm. was it was damn near slave labor to me. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, "Fuck that." Yeah, I, I just think that like, or not. I just think in conjunction with mm-hmm. what you're saying, I feel like it's almost like your story is kind of like being told over time, but it's mm-hmm. through these experiences, right? And it's a recognition of like more about who you are. It's like we all say we have to go through trials and tribulations, oh, yeah. but these trials and tribulations they tell us things about ourselves mm-hmm. like and i w- the only reason i'm highlighting this is because i think that that's an it may be valuable for you to see it if you do mm-hmm. connect with this is that it, it's really those systems you know like whatever system is dictating terms of where you can go how you can move you it sounds like you're always going to buck against that because you can have a collaboration with somebody mm-hmm. but the moment that collaboration starts to feel like Oh, now I don't have I can't I don't have any say so. Yeah, that's when it starts to feel restrictive. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I've always been like that. Like mm. even, even with my parents or school or or, or, or yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's any, so, yeah, football, anything. It's like I, I I always just say like 
I don't like being told what to do, but it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And like, like you could ask me to do anything, but if yeah. you tell me to do something, we got a problem. Yeah, I, that's so funny, man. Like, I, I would imagine, like, if you have you ever thought about like where that might come from? That's a good question. I honestly couldn't tell you because um, mm-hmm. I've always, since I was little, I've always mm-hmm. been like that, and like, I always paid attention to how somebody mm-hmm. talks to me and. And I just feel like like my my own mom don't talk to me like that, mm-hmm. so why would anybody else? Yeah, like you can ask me to do whatever you want, but as soon as you yeah. start telling barking me. at me or telling me, yeah, I'm like I don't like that too much. <laughs> I don't, I don't. It just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know where it came from. I just know it's always been like that. That's Maybe real. a little defiant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, in, in one way, I mean, I think. There are no, well, this might sound like I'm being a little bit dismissive of all Mm -hmm. things, but it's like, I don't think there are no real good or bad. It's what is your goal? Okay. You know, and I think that like, it's easy to say that things should be this way or people should act this way or we should do this. And I don't think that's necessarily true because Mm -hmm. in some certain, the circumstances may warrant one thing or the other, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's important to look at maybe like when, who we are starts to get into the way of our goals. You know what I mean? Very true. Very, I, I would 100% agree to that because mm-hmm. given the circumstance, mm-hmm. that may or may not be effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are things I've ran yeah. into many times over the years, but then I just learned, like, you know, you treat or you handle different people different ways. Yeah. And that's something I had to learn, too, at my big age. Yeah. There is some skill to that, some diplomacy to it, you know what I'm saying? I think the biggest thing for me in, in dealing with people in general is I always try to center myself because emotions will take you away from mm-hmm. your goal. I think emotions are, in, in some ways, us activating our most primal selves, you mm-hmm. know, um, or operating based on that. And I think that what, when I ask myself what my goal is, it's just giving me that, that moment to think, you know, to, to, to before I do something else because if my goal is my goal, then it'll override whatever it is I think I should do in that moment, or else I have a bigger goal, which yeah. may be to do what I want to do in that moment. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just that moment to kind of be honest with yourself Facts. about and, what, and what you want to do. There's plenty of times I haven't sat down and thought about that. <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, well, nobody, like, I, I, it's not a perfect process, so I'm not making yeah, it seem like I've got it figured out. You know, it, it, 100%. It, uh, the execution, the the want is there, but the execution is sometimes lacking on my end too. Gotcha. So um, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but wh- who would you say? And you mentioned it already. So mm-hmm. I, sorry if this feels redundant for mm-hmm. the listeners. Um, but you talked about your grandfather, your grand, mm-hmm. um, excuse me, your grandfather, your mother, your father, and your sister. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that kind of came before you, and what did they teach you? And this doesn't even have to be people you related to, mm-hmm. like whoever oh, you want to mention. Uh, plenty of people. Um, yeah. Uh. Any honestly, any artist, I'd like mm-hmm. before I even thought about even becoming an artist or starting a journey as an artist, and you know, as, as far as a, a livelihood, like you know, of course, Picasso and and, and Romare Bearden, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of my favorite artists, um, Salvador Dali. Mm. I just thought they were cool ass people, like yeah. they created crazy things, and I'm like, that they're cool ass people, even Warhol, yeah, but. You know, they made me think like you can be an artist. People do it, and um, personally, like, uh, who, what's his name? Uh, Daryl Kinsel. I met mm-hmm. him when I was twenty-two. 
mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm an artist," and I'm like, "I've never heard a black man say that mm. that I know that mm. that's like a C. Mm. I've never heard a black person say that other Shout than Daryl. Yeah, I've Absolutely. never heard people other than the people we read about in books. I've never met a guy that says I'm an artist. Architectures mm. I've seen, you know, um, graphic designers I heard about, but never other than in a book seen an artist. And mm. uh, I, I got even real curious then. And then um, I've always been into art, but um, as far as expressing themselves for a career, music artists, mm. like I see what they, or well now, especially now, but when I was younger, I kind of used to really, really dig into their history, careers. Mm-hmm. That's why I appreciate any show where it gives a music artist to tell their story because mm-hmm. stuff I didn't know when they were when we were kids that they told now, I'm like, damn, they did. They've been through all of that. They've yeah, been through the back. ringer. Yeah. Stuff I didn't know. Like, 90% of those artists was broke, broke back in the day. Mm. But the world knows them. They, they deliver classics, which is pretty cool. And um, just learning their stories. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a creative outlet that made a career from it, I just definitely interested in their stories. Yeah. I can definitely appreciate the element of storytelling. I, I mean, when you talked about, like, you know, getting music and, like, delving into the history and all of that, like... That was me with, you know, I remember getting video games and I would like immediately open it up and start reading a book and like looking like what's the backstory for all the characters and all of that stuff, you know what I'm saying? But enough about me. Mm. Salvador Dali (laughs) came up. I'm a little familiar with his work. Why is that your favorite artist? Very Um, distinct style. Yeah, uh, the king of realism. Mm -hmm. Not realism. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Surrealism. Uh, Surrealism. (laughs) His story was wild to me because when I was at Pitt for, what, a year, I fell asleep in every chapter in art history mm-hmm. except his chapter because mm. I thought this nigga was crazy. Like, <laughs> this nigga's wild. Yeah. And it made me feel comfortable expressing yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this dude is off the fucking chain. Like, yeah. he convinced some prince to, he painted with like bee pollen. He lied though, but, mm-hmm. and they fell for it and he sold the painting and mm-hmm. he was just off the chain. I'm like, mm. this dude's cool. That's crazy. This dude's super cool. That's that's so fascinating because it sounds like what you connected with outside of maybe his art was the the way that he expressed his freedom to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, and I thought that was so cool. Like the way his his just whole demeanor, his life and I just that made me want to learn more about other artists that, you know, mm-hmm. seem a little more interesting other than I went to art school and then I paint. Mm-hmm. I used to think that like it was kind of arbitrary, the people that we look up to. And um, I remember, I, can't, I wish I could remember this dude's name. He wrote a, he wrote a song said, I, used, I think it was called, I Used to Hate Kobe Bryant or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the, weird, the reason I connected with the song is because he started out by saying he used to root for T-Mac and so did I. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he realized that a lot of the reasons that he hated Kobe Bryant is because Kobe was the opposite of him. You know, T-Mac was like the baller, but he was like the quiet assassin. Mm-hmm. He was kind of humble. Kobe was boisterous. He was like, I'm here. I'm, I'm the dude. I'm and kill. like, I'm yeah. like, didn't care, but he took what came with that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I think that for somebody that wasn't secure enough in themselves to see that, that, it that security, it, it didn't feel good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I, he couldn't be a hero for me as a kid because I was too insecure. Mm-hmm. And as I became more secure in who I was, I was able to look at a Kobe and say, Oh, now I see what people you get. get. It. So I, it's interesting to me when you said Salvador Dali, and I don't know why you would connect with him mm. until you talk, until you talked about how he like 
got out on the king and was like able to do whatever he want, lived a wild mm-hmm. life, like kind of like the the court jester of the art world, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Like it's because it sounds like that's how you see yourself too. Yeah, it's way. it's and he was he was about his money. Mm-hmm. Um, a nickname, an acronym they gave him. They mixed up his name. They call him Avidas Dollars. Mm-hmm. He was always about making money, but mm-hmm. he he tried the most outlandish things. I'm mm-hmm. like, it just felt like it just gave me permission to, you know, think way outside the box because. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, you were told, or I was told at least, yeah. get a good job, or go to school, do this, do this, do this, yeah. and that always that always just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. well, they told you to do it, yeah, you know, and, and discovered and you don't like that, and just, <laughs> yeah, and just, <laughs> I was just joking, but yeah. something something told me yeah. just like that can't be the only way to be successful. Yeah, something always just told me, I always hold heard a voice in my head like, there's there's more, there's more to life than what you're telling me. That's that's interesting. And it's just things I exp- I explore and then come to find out like ninety nine percent of these people that that uh, inspired me I look to mm-hmm. similar stories. They didn't go by the book. They didn't you know they were told don't do this. You can't do this. You're not good mm-hmm. at this. You should do this. And they went their own way and were successful. Um, come to find out, <laughs> mm-hmm. I watch or listen to uh, R and B Money a lot. Mm-hmm. I just found this out. But um, Casey and JoJo, they was on some shit like that. So mm-hmm. They just ran up to New York and was like, we're going to get a deal type mm-hmm. shit. And I'm like, damn, that's not what I thought went down. Yeah. But most people's stories are just some rogue stories that they just went 100% in. And, but I wasn't taught none of that growing up. Yeah, I, I do think that that's something that I resonate with, too. Is And even the reason for this podcast is like, you know what I what I was always I think willing to do is be a hard worker, mm-hmm. and I I recognized like I was willing to just show up and do work, and at some point even in my own career I was like you know it's not that this is a bad job it's just that it's not for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and because I recognized like I would rather to your point earlier do the put in the forty hours for myself mm-hmm. and see what it yields you 100%. know and I, I think that um one of the things that I saw. In, in terms of success stories, when I look at a Hove or a Nipsey or, you know, all of these people the, the, and Kevin Hart, the common denominator is like, even if you say these ain't the best, Hove is the best, but either you take away <laughs> these other people and say, like, they're not the best or the funniest or whatever, the thing they are is hardest work. Yeah, their work ethic is and, and that's And that's the one thing that I was like, that's my blueprint. And it mm-hmm. sounds like for you, it was like, my blueprint is just to be bold and, and to lean on, you know, my, 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 willingness to just put myself or be expressive you know with reason yeah yeah you know but but to to do some of that it's like what you connected with too and and also it's it's what you just said Mm -hmm. those are some of the 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 characteristics i because um i used to tell my girlfriend all the time even before we were girlfriends Mm -hmm. it was a part of my daily schedule like it was like um i i quit teaching i quit education all all together and it's like nah the fuck do i become an artist <laughs> what do they do yeah. i wake up and i'm like uh and i just say you know i'm gonna i'm gonna paint all day every day i'm gonna be mm-hmm. a hard worker i'm not gonna sit down and yeah. and and if nothing else mm-hmm. i'm gonna be painting like a motherfucker so hard work was definitely something that i picked up on and i connected everybody that's successful they are yeah. hard hard like their work ethic is stupid i think it's easy when you tap into or not easy i should say let me take mm-hmm. that out because nothing's easy nothing you really want to do yeah. but i think it's easier when you know that you're on the right path because mm-hmm. you want to put in the hours like i think about how they say dr dre's always in the studio yeah so like, and yeah. To, to add to that it's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. because you know being your own boss 
there's no one to tell you what to do. And there are mm-hmm. times where I'm just like, I feel like I should be doing something and I'm not. Yeah. And also, I just feel like the universe will tell you because whenever I have a dry spell, I, I look up. I'm like, man, I ain't working a minute. I ain't, I ain't work hard enough. I ain't working a minute. Like, yeah. damn. Like, I. Ain't, but then can't cheat the universe. Yeah. There, yeah. Then, then there's times where I bust my ass for a week and something will click. Mm-hmm. So I I noticed that and and I'm gonna dry spell right now. But mm-hmm. I had a dope event last week. I'm working on two projects a day. I'm like I got to get working again, like mm-hmm. nonstop, unrelenting. Mm-hmm. When it if no one's looking, the universe is watching. Yeah, I'm telling you, because yeah. there's there's times where it was like I had twenty five cents in my bank account. Mm-hmm. By that weekend, I had like five thousand. Mm. So I'm just like I, you got to put the work in. Yeah, like, you cannot cheat the universe. And, and that's something that I'm, I'm learning myself, you know, as, because the one benefit of being willing to work hard for someone else is that they give you the, 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 the mm-hmm. uh, measuring stick, the metrics. Yep. They tell you what work looks like. They tell you mm-hmm. when to show up. So it's like that. It's like you, you're, you're paying for the convenience of being told what to do, right? But mm-hmm. when you step out into that greatness, it requires be, that you reach for something that isn't self or isn't uh easily reachable it's basically mm-hmm. self-defined yep you know like you just set the standard of how hard you're willing to work for what you want to do and that's not an easy chore to take home it, it's it's and these are these are like i said this is trial by fire these are things yeah. i'm learning over the years and then mm-hmm. there's you, know, you don't even know if you're doing it right you just got to keep doing it you got to keep doing it and yeah. there are times where it's like man i don't the fuck i need something to shake and, yeah. and there's times where it's like because like i said none of this is i was taught there's no book to yeah you know, there's no hard work book. <laughs> like there's yeah. no, and all the while you're, you know, you have peers, family telling you, well, maybe you should try this or maybe you yeah. should. And it, it's tough telling them like, you kind of don't know what you're talking about because you're not mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. And who said, was it Kevin Hart? It might've been Kevin Hart that said, I forgot. It might may have been Kevin Hart that said, you know, like my mom was telling me, asked me about this and you know, it's like no disrespect, but you can't tell me how to be a millionaire because you're yeah. not a millionaire. Yeah. You know, so I, I always took that to heart and I always, you know, let my mom or my dad or my dad never questioned me, but my mom mm-hmm. was the one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you can't tell me how to be a successful artist because yeah. you've never been one. Yeah. And that and that is something that, like, that's why it really takes what they call vision because mm-hmm. when you don't see it, or excuse me, when nobody else see it you still have to see it facts you know and i think that's one of the ways that i credit kanye i mean he said it in the way that resonated with me the most it was in the documentary he was like people said early on and i don't know about the recent kanye but mm. the early on kanye <laughs> talked about you know he he was delusional to a bit like he was like i'm the greatest rapper ever i'm the greatest producer ever mm. like you got to tell yourself this because everybody in the world could be telling you the opposite and somebody has most to tell will. you. Yeah. Most will. And not to say that everybody's your enemy. I don't I don't believe no, they just in the don't, whole, they just don't see your vision. Yeah, exactly. They don't see what you see and if you want it hard and or most if you want it hard enough, they you got to get people there. And you got to work to make them see. Yeah, it. I mean and I I tell that to people all the time when when I speak to students mm-hmm. and I I say if if nothing else, if if no one believes in you, you better believe in yourself. If, mm-hmm. if no one thinks you're the best artist, you better believe mm-hmm. you're the you're the you're the biggest and baddest yeah um what was that was high school i was running track i was i thought i was going to the olympics mm-hmm. and um i pulled my hamstring and then my uncle he was like uh kent state's first black all all american for the hurdles mm-hmm. i was supposed to go to kent state and be a legacy they invited me out i never ran a 60 before i never ran indoor 
and he got me running in this invitational at Kent State. Mm-hmm. I'm 18, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like I never ran a 60, and he was like, how do you feel? I was like, I feel good, and I just pulled my hamstring three weeks prior, mm-hmm. and I'm like, skeptical. And he was like, no, how do you really feel? I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. I never pulled yeah. my hamstring before, never recovered. Don't know how I'm gonna do. And he said, well, if you feel like that, you should go home right now. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you're the best motherfucker in these blocks right now, you shouldn't mm-hmm. even run. And I was like, good point. Yeah. Good point. That, and, and sometimes you got to be honest with yourself and walk away from yeah, it. Yeah, that, that too. And I'm that, not ready yeah, yet. Yeah, and, yeah. And then other times you have to recognize like what it, when it requires that you just do more of like a, or do more work, mm-hmm. right? Like if it requires something that like work you've been unwilling to do. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and I, I, I scale my, myself all the time because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of times where I feel like if another artist gets an opportunity, you know, it's like it it may not be my time, or mm-hmm. it's I I know it ain't because of skill. They might have just outworked me, or yeah. that happens, or yeah. in some cases they just might be more skilled. But you have to be able to gauge, yeah, you know, and and, and keep at, moving. Yeah, at the end of the day, work keep harder. At the end of the day, work harder. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I don't know if this matters to you or not, mm-hmm. but I remember, and I think I've told this story in this podcast before, but I was driving through the neighborhood or whatever, and uh, I thought to myself, like, if a bullet just flew through this window and hit me in the head, it just took me out, like, how would I feel? And I just started crying and, like, laughing to myself, like the fucking Joker. Um, but I was <laughs> like, but um, I was like, but it was tears of joy because... I thought at that moment, like, yo, I'd be happy. Like, if I woke mm-hmm. up and God was in front of me, because I figured it out. Like, I figured out why I'm here. I figured out what mm-hmm. I'm meant to do. The rest is just execution. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what the the beauty of the stories that we see in these characters, mm-hmm. these heroes that we look up to, and the 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 short term in which they they're in our lives is that in some ways they did it in some ways they tried and then we get to see the stories in that and figure out how do i build on that to do the same because a vision like at least for in my opinion is is unattainable mm-hmm. it's like you're always shooting for something and you just fall as close as you can get to it you know what i mean but we don't get to live forever to yeah you know succeed so it's like if i can spend time in my life working towards what i think i'm meant to do then that's a win I agree. You know what I mean? Because you never, you don't know, you don't control anything else. Facts. And and I try to make the most of every opportunity I get. And, and that's what I like about being an artist. Like, I don't want to say I live forever, but mm-hmm. like I've, I've sold, a, like my artwork's in a lot yeah. of houses. There you go. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to. That's dope. That's, that's a legacy. Little bit, I think about shit like that. Like, there's yeah. a little bit of me. Like, shit, even my, um, my, little, my library car is small, yeah. but a lot of people know who I am. They, it's yeah. in their pocket, which... You know, I want to a little bit of my of my philosophy of who I am, you know, is is people see it to some mm. degree and hopefully, you know, it inspires somebody or encourage them to dig. Like, who's that guy? I figure I look at art and I think about it a lot because I think in some ways it's like the ultimate affirmation. Mm-hmm. It's like someone values the world exactly like you see it, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's commissioned or otherwise, it's like they value what you the way that you see the world and mm-hmm. that's a unique thing that not everybody gets i never thought about that you know what i mean like that's 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 crazy like it's not just some people are like that's a beautiful painting like it could yeah it could be but yeah. it's like no you 
you value what I've created from my perspective, mm-hmm. like my true sense of self. And, oh, like that's that's yeah. wild. Like yeah. it's like what fucks me up sometimes. It happens mm-hmm. rarely, maybe four times a year. Yeah, not not a lot, but there are some people, collectors, strangers. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, I've been following you for a while. Here's two thousand dollars. Give me whatever you think about. Wow. And it rarely happens, wow. but it happens. But I'm just, I just, it just throws me yeah. back. I'd be like, shit, uh, man. Damn, it, it definitely <laughs> takes me back. I always say that if you figure out, you know, what you're meant to do in your uniqueness, the universe will reward you. And 100%. that's like a, that, cause 100%. like that's the universe. The universe only rewards uniqueness. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I always say that, but people will bring up other examples. But for the most part, I stand by that. It's mm-hmm. because it, it craves it. It, it. It's the ultimate expression of who we are put out into the world so that people can do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that. Art is another manifestation of that, and, and doing that, you know, people are clearly able to see your your vision. Yeah, it, it it throws me for a loop every time because, like I said, I just feel like I'm just cute, having yeah. fun, <laughs> but you know, people view me certain ways, and I mean, it, it's it's interesting to watch the yeah. the day and night because there are some people that think oh, Q ain't shit. Yeah, this thing ain't shit. Yeah, I've I've seen both sides of the coin, and it's it's just funny. Yeah. It's yeah. You just watch the story as it develops. Oh yeah, I'm just having fun painting. Having what's fun uh, painting. what's something you think you're good at? It might be obvious, for um, you, but whatever you want to say. I say cooking. Cooking. That's my thing. That's my shit. Okay. Pretty damn good at that. Pretty good at that. You ever wonder what is it about cooking? Um, I like to eat, but it, the creation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a different type of of expression, and um, and you can mess it up. Mm-hmm. Like once you mess it up, there's really no going. There's, it's all you got to start over. There's mm-hmm. no going back, so which is kind of cool. That's crazy. You what? Like, so it's almost like cooking is like art. You can mess up. Oh, you can definitely mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> you can fuck up a recipe. Because most artists would say that you can't really mess up art. Because you, yeah, you, I mean? you can go over it, you can do it, you can yeah. keep painting, you can keep painting, you can. Keep, but cooking, you really have to start the dish over. Yeah. Like they, some up. would say, there's no bad songs. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like the one. But there is, there's unequivocally bad food, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's, I mean, it can make some can make you sick. Like, yeah, exactly. It can physically harm you. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. So, what? How did you arrive at cooking? Has it always been something for you, or? Uh, yeah. I mean, another thing my granddad said. Told my mom. He told my mom, you know, if <laughs> if, if you like, if you want to eat, you gotta learn how to cook. And I was cooking since I was like five. Mm. Like by myself. Like I used to scare the hell out of my friend's parents yeah. sleepovers I'd be in the kitchen making <laughs> breakfast for everybody like five years old that's hilarious and yeah. like that what do you, what does that do for you though like aside from just like liking to eat like cause you you were making breakfast for your uh, friend's parents ex- exploration well yeah just exploration because I might be able to show them something they don't know mm. or just exploring recipes there are different flavor notes that we may not even mm-hmm know about which so, is dope it's almost like brightening the world in a different yeah, way. yeah. And, and it's just fun like learning how to smoke things learning mm-hmm. how you know what what uh, different pickling spices do and, and it's mm-hmm. just it's dope it's kind of it's a little bit science a little bit art and um, it's pretty cool yeah that's definitely and it, it, I enjoy it too maybe not to the degree that you do but <laughs> I definitely do enjoy cooking like I figure I feel like there's some familial element to mm-hmm. that though too. Like mm-hmm. you said that your grandfather said that you needed to know how to cook. Mm-hmm. He, I'm assuming, knew how to cook. 
your mom. I don't know. I've never, I've Actually, never seen my granddad wild. cook. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But, like, if he didn't know how to cook, he at least valued cooking. Yeah. And then your mom, did she know how to cook? Hell, yeah. My mom okay. knows how to cook. My dad my dad loves to cook. Is it important that you cook for, like, people, though? Or just, is it okay? Yes and no. Okay. I, I, love to, I love to cook for people, but it's not mandatory. Okay. Like, it's like a playground to me. It's yeah. like, you know, it's fun to go to playground by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's fun to play with other people, too. Okay, cool. So it's just that, that spirit of creating yeah. that space. Okay. All right, cool. So I didn't realize we'd been talking for so long. They're gonna be like, "What the yeah, hell?" <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I just want to make sure that I'm getting all my yeah, the main on, questions I usually get in. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the next question I have is, "What are something you're afraid of?" Ooh. Um. <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to say I'm afraid of nothing. Uh. I, I don't know. I'm not afraid of a lot. I know things I don't like, but as far as like fear, mm-hmm. it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a like a functional fear, but it could be like fear of success, anything. Not I. I don't want to say a fear. No, not a fear of success. Um, I I fear leaving the earth and not like using all my potential mm-hmm. that scares me like like if I die and I'm gonna be like fuck mm. there was more shit I could have did I wanted to do that's that's a little scared to me like god damn it mm-hmm. I'd be mad as hell yeah it's like that finality I was gonna offer that if you were um if you ask but no, I, it sounds like that yeah. death has had a, a significant impact yeah like bro it once a month this whole year somebody mm. i've known pretty well died mm. my neighbor died i'm like jeez just a couple months ago uh aunts uncles like god damn and i feel like uh i don't want to say it's the age we're at mm-hmm. i don't know what i don't honestly don't know what it is but within mm-hmm. the last year i'm like every seems like every time you look up Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, I'd be mad as hell if I go. Mm-hmm. There's so much more I want to do, express, yeah. share. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. I think that that's the thing that is coupled to it, though, that I'm, uh, I wanted to highlight is that it's not just death. I mean, most people fear death. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah, just. It's, just, it's like the, the death of, like, an unrealized future that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That, like, it, it seems like you see is attainable, but you're fearful that you won't get there. Yeah, and it, it's it's wow because i feel like it's so close mm. like i can see it smell it mm-hmm. it's like you're right there and if i don't get a chance to grab it i'm gonna be pissed okay. well to that point there's a natural next question because mm-hmm. it is one of my main questions what is it that you see that as like what is it that you want to become like you wave a magic wand mm-hmm. like what's the ultimate manifestation of you um i i want to be the black version of damien hurst i want to mm-hmm. be held i get excited every time i'm, I'm in the conversation they bring up my name and, and mm-hmm. Warhol's name is in the paragraph. Mm-hmm. It ain't got to be like, you mm-hmm. know, it could be, you know, the Warhol Foundation's doing this. And yeah. At the bottom, Q Perry was a part of this. Yeah. It ain't got to be, but like, that <laughs> yeah. excites me. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be mentioned in the same breath as like Romeo Bearden when they talk about PA or Pittsburgh artists. Mm-hmm. I want to be in that conversation. What would so, that mean for you? History. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of history. Like, I'm not creating just a, you know, I want to be one of the greats. I ain't mm-hmm. got to be on the mountaintop, but I, I want to be one of the greats because you know, I, I don't. 
you know, why yeah. else would I do it? I remember, the, I don't know, you ever watched The Office? Here and there. The show is a really funny show. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Jim told uh, Dwight, like he was asking him about his dreams or something, or Dwight was explaining his dream. I'm probably butchering this, but he, nevertheless, Dwight was explaining his dream. And he's like, in my dream, I'm assistant to the regional manager. And something, <laughs> something, something. And Jim was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're an assistant manager in your dreams? <laughs> he's like, yeah. And he didn't see a problem with that. And it's like, bro, this is your dream. You could own the company. Like, what it, So it, what I'm saying to you is like, yeah, making history for some, like for some that might even be mm-hmm. the goal in it. Like some die without ever making history. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. But like, if this is the ultimate manifestation of what you can imagine, mm-hmm. is that just making history enough? Or is it like to be the one? Like, what, Just making history is enough. Okay, okay. Because... I, I personally don't feel like I could ever be number one because there's always why if if I do it won't be for long because there's gonna be somebody you can wave a wand bro <laughs> I don't know what I'm not saying I, I <laughs> like I don't feel there's like one absolute if like, you don't feel the philosophy of a number one matters Cause, cause then, I okay I don't fine. I don't know that I don't know that there's to me like you said Jay Z's the best somebody yeah. might think that otherwise. that's fair but what I'm saying is that like conventionally. Like, one could look at, like, him and say, like, he's probably the one, right? Like, in his field. Rap is a little bit different because it's a smaller history. Like, art has been since the dawn of humanity. So, I get what you're saying. But there's some that we say, like, Leonardo da Vinci, we say that name, and that's, like, like, exactly, right? Like, what I'm saying is, like, is that the type of infamy that you're going for? 100%. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, I want to be, you know, they're talking about black artists. And honestly, there's not a lot... That that could you know be in the same sentence as Da Vinci or, mm-hmm. or there's not a ton of them. There's mm-hmm. some, but it's they're black artists. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be just a black artist. Like mm-hmm. I don't even call myself publicly a black artist, mm-hmm. and I don't want to just put myself in that box. When people think about art, there are even to this day people are like, "Oh, he's black." Yeah, like I've been at events and oh, he's I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> like I like that, but yeah, yeah I definitely want to be, you know mentioned with the greats i don't plan to be or expect to be the greatest but uh as long as i'm i'm happy if i'm in that conversation destination settings about expectation bro i i don't i didn't like your uncle said like you shouldn't get into this if you don't feel like you're the baddest motherfucker so so the thing is i think i am okay i I think i am so then when i ask you what you want then say that then good point but and, and what fuck, <laughs> what fucks me up is, like there are people now. Yeah. Like, Yo, you're the best <clears throat> artist in Pittsburgh. I don't think I am yet. It's always easy for us to hype like other. It's if you are a fan, it's easy to be a fan, mm-hmm. right? But for you to take on the ownership of that, mm-hmm. that's a different onus. Because once you start saying that, then you you probably know what that requires. Because, okay, I, I so I I I'll rephrase that because. Mm-hmm. I guess I was trying to be PC. Yeah. But in, in personal conversations, my girlfriend or friends can attest, <laughs> I, I I do be like, yeah, I'm the best motherfucker alive. I, there you I plan go. to be. I'm going to be. There that's you go. happening. That's that's the goal. Yeah. So and you're not going to say it on my, my parents, podcast. Yeah. But you're yeah. going to say, all right. For, <laughs> like, all even right. my parents, yeah. like, when they say shit, like, I, I tell people, like, when my parents ask me or, or my friends ask me, like, when I come over and visit, like, hey, can you move the, the, uh, 
the refrigerator, the deep freezer to the backyard. Da, 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 yeah. da. I'm like, use it for creating. Yeah. Like, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> ask, you wouldn't ask Picasso to lift the damn fridge. These are solely for like, I tell him this shit. That's but, a hell of a way to get out of helping people. Move. <laughs> That's hilarious. But on, honestly, like, so or my sister would ask me, Hey, can you, can you paint me a banner for this? I'm like, would you ask Picasso to do that? Like, like, there you go. Picasso used to pay for his bills yeah. with doodles on a napkin. Mm-hmm. That's a goal of mine. Yeah. I've been close. I never did that though, mm-hmm. but I've been close. Yeah. But I have paid my rent. Like I literally bartered a couple paintings for that's, rent. That's hard. But I definitely want to be able to be like for the bill one day. Yeah. But I want to be on that type of level of, of that's the goal. And it's like, and it's funny because people look at that as like, uh, uh, a flex right like oh he did that and he paid the bill they don't even consider that like with that person as recognized as that for me to put these up in this cafe like that brings way more business that he way can more. ever pay and me that, that napkin's this. worth yeah. more than than and um the the story goes the the waiter was like well you didn't sign it he was like i just want to pay for my meal not pay yeah. for the restaurant there you go and i'm like that's there damn. you go like because like, it, it's like you it, it's the it's when you recognize who you are because the world starts to get reflected back to you. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the other thing. And I don't want to mention this without saying it is that like the people that we talk about, like the, the people who have these delusion, the delusional confidence, they might call it. Mm-hmm. They also have the work ethic, like the, the mm-hmm. work that Kanye put in the work that Kobe put in, mm-hmm. like the story that Ridiculous. everybody's recently hearing about Kobe, about how, you know, in the USA team, he was, a, he was in a gym early and then yeah. I got Braun and them in the gym early. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's the piece that I say, like, when if you're going to say it and you know what the responsibility of it, then you know what you're taking on. So gotcha. I, that's why I'm like, are you scared to say it? So, honestly, <laughs> that, might be, that might be a part of yeah. it because I, I 100%, 100% know for a fact, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, I have the skill set. Yeah. It's that hard work thing. Yeah. It's that hard work thing that it's like, yeah. and, I don't know if I'm there yet. And and I would even take it back to your uncle in the, in the, in the blocks, right? It's, and I've never been a sprinter, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pretend to be. But I would imagine that you were asserting the risk. I'll even put it on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I went to football practice one time. <laughs> one time, bro. And I remember dude asked me, like, are you injured or you're hurt? And I didn't know how to answer that mm-hmm. question, but I answered it by not showing back up. <laughs> and that was the problem, right? Is like whatever greatness would have might have been for me, I didn't pursue it. I didn't even mm-hmm. go after it because I wasn't ready. And even in that moment when you were racing, you might have torn something, you might have blown something, mm-hmm. but if you weren't willing to die for this shit, then you're not ready. And, 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 and the, it's like that metaphor, you know, it's and, crazy. And there are moments where it, it comes up. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. not there, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Because I do have moments where, or I've been in moments where mm-hmm. it was like, um, this is when I was still in education. It mm-hmm. was like 90% of my checks, my education checks were going to fund my mm-hmm. paint brushes canvases mm-hmm. like there were times where it was like should i buy this canvas or am i going to eat dinner tomorrow mm-hmm. and there's been times i've been there and mm-hmm. but as far as you know i feel like i'm getting there yeah but i'm not there yeah because you can you can get to a comfortable space where you're like all right this is enough and like we mm-hmm. see it amongst a lot of successful people like there's a lot of su- successful comedians that aren't kevin hart there's a yeah, lot of yeah, successful yeah. yeah you know artists that were not leonardo da vinci there's 100%. A lot of, like so it's like you can always, you know, build a life for yourself mm-hmm. and be good. But for those people who want to be great, from what it sounds like your ultimate version mm-hmm. is, it's like I, that's I, the other the other piece. Yeah, of and the I equation. guess I'm still learning that because, mm-hmm. like, I, I personally know a lot of successful artists in, in the city, but they're not, mm-hmm. they're not, and I'm just like, 
I guess trying to figure out where do I fit in or how to get there. But mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely, like I said, the hard, the hard work thing. Is, <laughs> Cause like I said, bro, there's some days I wake up and it's like, man. Yeah. But then there are some days where I'll do five paintings in a day and I I'm forgot to eat, and I'm just like, when trying I can to find that balance, man. When I get into a rhythm, I feel like nothing can stop me. But 100%. when I get out of rhythm, I, like I am the worst trying to get back into it. I'm, I, I'm I right totally, there with you because it's yeah. like, there's been there's been times where I I painted every fucking day, three times a day, mm-hmm. and there are times where I'm impatient in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to navigate that myself, and yeah. I guess I get I got to get that Kobe switch. That, yeah, the Mamba mentality. Yeah, and Absolutely. honestly, like I said, I I I study. I, I watch clips of of people who, mm-hmm. who I aspire to be like. Mm-hmm. And one thing's in common is that crazy, crazy, crazy work ethic, yeah. which I'm still learning. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I, I agree. You know, when I listen to these stories, and I even watch. Um, like, I don't even watch sitcoms and stuff. And I'm, like, not even looking at what's happening in mm-hmm. front of me. I'm looking at what it takes to make what's happening in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, how did they know to make him stand there? Like, mm-hmm. watch Seinfeld a lot. I know black people don't really like Seinfeld. Oh, I like, I like Seinfeld. That. I see. There's a like few Seinfeld. black people that like Seinfeld. But, yeah. like, Kramer busting through the door, that wasn't a normal thing at first. You mm-hmm. watch the early episodes, he would, like, walk through. It was a different dynamic. So it's like you watch something evolve, and you can mm-hmm. see, like, okay, this is what work looks like. This mm-hmm. is how they went from – this to this and you hear the behind the scenes like oh we disagreed on this and this and it's like that, that behind the scenes shit's yeah, crazy and it lets you know that like the same challenges you're facing they, it's part of the process mm-hmm. and you just gotta keep doing it so and, and that, that's what I'm learning and like I said I'm, I 100% feel I'm gonna get there yeah but um I just don't know when but I'm alright definitely let me get there alright so if I, I asked you in the beginning who are you mm-hmm. and you told me if I were to ask you now again who are you who is Q Perry? How would you answer that question? I would I would say a, a, a hungry big kid with a crayon. <laughs> yeah, a hungry big kid with a crayon. Like that. Hungry yeah, def- big kid with definitely. A crayon. Hungry for what? Success. Success. Definitely hungry. I mean, and it's what's tough. Like I said, the ba- internal battle is. I don't say you get comfortable or complacent. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, the scene that always rings in my head is when 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 Killmonger walked up in there. He was like, yeah. "Y'all look comfortable." Yeah, they were. And, and I battle with that a lot because what comfort peace brings. Yep. Yeah. Um, who said it? Um, Bane said to Batman. Yeah. What do you say? Um, Victory made you weak. Mm-hmm. And I, I battle with that a lot because I yeah. get a big win and I put the brush down for like. A month. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's <laughs> and the and that's the thing. Like you hear all the stories about like, you know, the, the athletes who like win the championship and then go to the mm-hmm. gym afterwards, right? And like it's it's we mythologize it, but at the end of the day it's like, no, you gotta go do that. Like yeah. how do you get yep. like how do you how go do, you do that? Like and it's it's tough. It's yeah. and it's really, really hard when you got people, mm-hmm. strangers, people that know you, yeah, saying you the man, bro, you always <laughs> yeah. working and it's yeah. like <laughs> really not, but all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I could be working harder. Yeah, if y'all like knew, I feel yeah. like I could go a lot. Like yeah. I just another gear. Yeah. But when you hear all the time, like man, bro, you always yeah. working. And I'm like I, I, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I feel like there's another gear, but you people telling you. I used to tell. It's, no, go ahead. I didn't want no, to it's 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 the. On one side, you feel a one way, and another side, people telling you like, "Yeah, you made it, bro. You." You working all the time, you doing I'm like, man, if I could go harder. Yeah. I, I used to tell students, um, don't let success make you sloppy. And it's funny because I could say that to them, 
but I, I I'm like constantly battling with that with mm-hmm. myself. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime I get to a point where I'm comfortable, it's almost like this self sabotage gear kicks in. Like how can we mess this up? So it's like <laughs> like you definitely have to battle against that, and it's you get better fight. at it to the point where you develop like the sustained peace. But to get to that greatness, you got to get like over, over that, that and, hump. like and really over like that leverage that growth. Like all right, I'm up, but now how can I get up up and Finding that next level to shoot for is, is yeah, tough. Me and my girlfriend, Bat, we talk about a lot. I, mm-hmm. I talked about, I talk about like, like I tell her, like if I were to stop right now, I'd die right now. I'd be like, oh, Q did a thing. Mm-hmm. Q was an artist. He did a thing. Yeah. But I feel like I want to, you know, be do more than a thing. Mm-hmm. You know. I feel that, man. Well, that's all the questions that I got for you, bro. I appreciate right. you no being problem, so transparent, um, coming through and, and sharing your story. I'm praying and hoping that people can learn from it. Yeah. Give the guests an opportunity. Is there any questions you have for me? Um, where, when, 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 and where can I hear this at? Where, uh, where so can... you can hear it on the I Don't Know Tom podcast. Uh, this is going to be, I believe, it's going to be episode nine. So okay, perfect. I'm about nine weeks out, so it'll be Steeler season. We might be hey, no, I'll, some, I'll be, that'll be a good time. Yeah. So, uh, but it'll be time. on the Wednesday, uh, about nine, eight weeks from now. So, perfect. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, thank you uh, for coming. Any other questions though? No, that's that's it for now. I'm let me off I'm the hook. Yeah. You'd be surprised what people started asking me, so we'll see. I, I, I got why why'd you cut the locks? Oh, why'd I cut the locks? I got yeah. tired of the styles. Cherry, I, I dig it. If Cherry hear this, don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Cherry. But uh no, I got um I, I remember going and getting my hair done and always an amazing job. I got like all the styles I could ever want. And then I was just sitting there, and I, she was like, well, how do you want to style? And I was like, I don't care. And she was like, you're about to cut these. And I was like, I was like so that was because I used to be so excited. Like, I'm going to get this style, I'm gonna get this style, I'm gonna get this. And, and it was just like, oh. And I was like, you know what? And to be honest, I've always kind of enjoyed, like, the like the haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the whole taper fade came into style. Like, if, I, if that would have been the look when I was young, mm-hmm. I probably would have had that. <laughs> but I was a little kid, little chubby kid with the even get all the time. The even, so the even. I either had braids and I well, then eventually got dreads or, like, I had a, a, almost a bald Caesar even. Uh, but when I got the taper, I feel like this is my speed. You know, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. this as long as my hairline sticks with me. Facts. So. I said, I'm going <laughs> to grow mine so it can't grow no more. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully the the hair god's been there good to go, me. There you go, man. Well, you're better than me, man. I just I, I could not after a while. I'm like I can't justify it. Like I just yeah. like it's just something about walking in and out of something. Like walking into the barbershop, walking yeah. out, cleaned up. Yeah, man, I feel good. it. It's magic. You know and honestly, I miss it. I miss it. I yeah. dig it. I definitely. Well, dig just it. go get shape ups. That's all. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still get the barbershop vibes. No, you good, man. Well, any other questions? Nah, that's that's all I can think about, man. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming through, yeah, man. No problem, man. Thank you up. Clap it up for keep coming through, man. Thank you. And we out. Oh. Amen.